I don't give my words to my clients. I help them find their words. Mm. So my secret sauce is how I'm able to study their voice, their body language, their inflections of speech. By the end of the workshop, I am thinking and speaking in words that are going to resonate with them specifically. So no ground truth is exactly the same because it belongs to the person that it belongs to. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories or topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. And what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on our greatest asset, talent management and hiring. Think from great resignation to the great renovation. And if you disagree with me, maybe these episodes might be especially for you. Life and especially business has changed. It has forced those that are within organizations to look differently at talent, how it's being managed. When we talk about change, think about it. We have to realize that business as usual is no longer here. And that's evident in attracting and retaining clients, but also in setting up people within organizations to succeed. Think onboarding, think DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, how it is working from home, and even going back into the office. Things are different, and this month we are going to explore these topics by featuring CEO hacks and CEO nuggets, but also interviews that focuses on these changes and how organizations can make sure they care for and attract the most valuable asset, their people. Sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. Dana Ray of Dana Ray Consulting. Dana. Hey, everyone. I'm so glad to be here. This is exciting. Definitely is exciting. Super excited to have you on the show. And what I want to do is just read a little bit more about Dana so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Dana's job is to find the words for what your work is about and why it matters so you can succeed in the business of bringing it to the world. She works with people like you who have things to say. She works with people who create with mastery. They lead in diverse fields, including fashion, design, dance, art, photography, tech, and activism. And that work makes the world an interesting place to be. Her experience includes work as a content marketing writer and as the creator of art experiences. She was a Fulbright English teaching assistant in Bulgaria and holds a master's in literature and creative writing from Bucknell University. Dana, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm here and ready to go. Let's do it. So I wanted to hear how everything got started. Can you tell us your CEO story and what led you to get started for business? The fun part about this business for me is that it is the externalization of work I've always been doing. I've always been putting words to both my experiences, understanding, and then doing that for other people. Every single job I've had, minus high school work as a janitor, has really been about that. And it's where my greatest contribution has been, regardless of my role. So it's really been 10 plus years of this work, even if the business is in its early stages in its first few years. and. So this is work that I'm doing in a setting now, but it's work that I have done and probably will do in many other settings going forward. And the business is the best venue for that right now. And so some of the places that this work of putting language to things has shown up 
I used to work at writing centers in college, helping people write their personal statements and cover letters. I have my master's. I was going to be an academic and then got my head turned by entrepreneurship. <laughs> I worked in a marketing agency in B2B tech. And that's really where I found my interest in audience discovery and business definition. I've been a writer forever. I've mentored college students. And that's where my kids used to call me the translator because I could help them communicate to each other if they couldn't find the language to do that. And that name really resonated with me. I was pretty young when I was when they titled me that. And that's a, a name that I've used for myself going forward. And so eventually the I knew that I wanted to create something independent, a structure that would house this work that I was doing in a more direct and explicit way. And so I went into business. Awesome. I definitely appreciate you for breaking that down. And I think so many times that when you hear this, when you see somebody and see that they're successful, you see like where they are, or maybe their finish line. You don't see all the work they did prior to that. And I appreciate you for breaking that down because I think so many times we forget that all of everything that we're doing is building up into who we are and where we are in this present time. And that writing and being able to communicate and being able to translate as your children say, is not anything that is separate from what we're doing at this current state in time and what you're doing. It sounds Absolutely. And what your business is today can be building you to what happens next in a couple of years from now or a decade from now. It, maybe you're not going to be in business forever, but that doesn't change the value of what you're creating and what you're learning and growing in right now. Absolutely. And I think when we have that mentality, we really start to become extremely powerful because we understand that everything, every little brick, every little year that we're spending on this, or every project that we have is not necessarily just building up for that project and the completion of that before who we're going to become 10, 15 years down the line as well, too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I know we touched on a little bit when I read your bio and you did as well, too. I wanted to hear a little bit more on what you're doing for clients, how that process works and what exactly that looks like. So I help individuals and businesses, it can be both the solopreneur or the larger organization in the arts and culture space. So listen to some of those industries in the bio, but it's arts and culture. Mm -hmm. So people who have something that they're trying to say, and they need to put words to what their work is about in order to get that work done. Think branding, but language instead of the visual aspect of it. And I am in work with these kinds of high achieving master craftsmen social impact people, because I know that words are action. They're not separate from action. They are an action in and of itself. If we cannot say something clearly, we cannot bring it to the world. We cannot share it. We cannot see its impact happen. So what we say our work is and what it's for becomes what that is in the world. And getting clear on the specific what your work is and what it's about and why you're doing it and how you're doing it, putting language to that is what's going to actually make it possible for you to do this work. So in my process, we start by defining what I call a ground truth statement for the business or the project. It's that one sentence statement of what I just outlined, what it is, why it matters. It defines the work, it enables confident decision-making, and it communicates where you're going. It's internal language that you can then move externally. It's the foundation for good marketing, good branding, good pitching, even just your own understanding of what is important to you and your value set. So all of that is in that one distinct statement. And we look at your past experiences and your future ambitions and we draw a line. What is holding all of these things together? And that's that one sentence again. So based on the process that I've developed, it's a three and a half hour workshop for an individual client, a little bit longer if it's a group of people in a room. That's been supported by reports that I create that you can hold on to going forward and one month or retainer support from me. I become 
uh, a head of the board, hmm. even if you don't have a board, just someone that you can gut check against who really knows how you think, how you speak, what matters to you and orienting what you're going to be building that going forward. That makes so much sense. A lot of times the frustration is usually in the very beginning and doing that inner work to determine where you want to be, why you want to do it, how to communicate that on a deeper level. But I think a lot of times you have to know it yourself. And if you don't know it yourself, it's hard to communicate it and to be clear on that. And what's interesting about this and is that I find my clients don't actually need help figuring out what they want. They don't okay. need help figuring out what their work is about. So mm-hmm. interestingly, some of my clients are in the beginning stage right. or they're in the beginning stage of work that's been happening for five years, 10 years, mm-hmm. and they're re-expressing it. Their business is the point of pivot, the point of scale. The, the professional in an artistic career who's been killing it, but can't get to the next stage unless they communicate more effectively. Mm-hmm. So they know it. They do not lack the knowing they lack the ability to articulate that in language. Okay. And that is something that I find to be true for so many of us in business, in creative work, because we're very knowing about what matters to us. And but language isn't meant to be figured out by ourselves. And that's part of the fun of language and part mm. of the frustration of it. We learn language as babies by interacting with adults. We interact with other human beings. Our species evolved speaking as a communication tool, but we only get language in the process of dialogue. And so if you're off by yourself or with your team and you're just in that insular space of your head, you're not going to be able to find language because you're not supposed to. Your brain is literally not structured to do that. My brain is not structured to do that. We have to be in conversation and dialogue in order to get to that language and that communication structure that will work for us. So it's, it can be the beginning, but it's as much about the middle of the process. Awesome. And so would you consider that to be like your, what I call your secret sauce, the thing that kind of sets you apart is that ability to be that bridge, that translator and doing that? Yes. I don't give my words to my clients. I help them find their words. Mm. So my secret sauce is how I'm able to study their voice, their body language, their inflections of speech. By the end of the workshop, I am thinking and speaking in words that are going to resonate with them specifically. So no ground truth is exactly the same because it belongs to the person that it belongs to. I know for my clients, both what they're trying to say and identifying the specific words to say it in that will anchor them and orient them going forward. And so I'm able to synthesize all these different data sets, all these different narrative pieces and figure out what holds that together and words that are going to make sense for them. It's really a profound in-depth process. And they already know themselves, but they're able to understand what that work is about in a very different way. Yeah. Being in conversation. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? My favorite hack is that I do not try to do for myself what I do for other people. Hmm. I have hired outside coaches and voices for my own business to help me get language for my work because I so profoundly believe in the power and the essential nature of dialogue in finding language. It can't, I can't find that for myself. I shouldn't expect to. No one who cares about their work should expect to find it by themselves. So I outsource that. I bring people. It's when you say outsourcing and bringing someone in, but you know what I mean. Yes. Oh, man, they're fine. <laughs> so that's like my main hack. Don't feel weird when you're a website designer and you can't get your website built. Mm-hmm. Go, go get help. It's fine. That is the most normal thing in the world. 
So go lean on those people to give you what you are giving everyone else all the time. That is the most human, most normal thing. And then on the more tactical side, I have been journaling since I could put words and sent into sentences mm-hmm. on a piece of paper. I have the cutest six-year-old diaries. They are ridiculous. <laughs> but that practice has given me a really rich relationship with my internal life. And that has mattered a lot in my ability to listen and to understand what people are saying. Because yeah. I've been paying attention to myself for so long. <laughs> that sounds weird, but I actually think that's really important in being able to hear other people. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So that could be like a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It could be something around maybe writing or content or finding your voice, or it might even be something you might tell your younger business self or maybe even a a client as well. I would say to the people that I work with who have anxiety about presenting their work and talking about their work, all we want as your audience or a stranger on the street, we actually just want to love what you do. And sometimes we don't know how, and we're waiting for you to tell us how we're waiting for you to tell us what the work is for and what it means. So we can celebrate it with you. Sometimes that will mean that we become your client or we buy your piece of art or we go to your concert or we invest in your business. Sometimes it just means that we will celebrate with you right there, but we just want to know, just be clear. Just tell us what matters to you. Most people really just want to cheer you on, even if they've just met you. All of us are out here just waiting for you to tell us how brilliant you are. Just do it. Just do it because we want to believe you. Uh, I definitely appreciate that. And uh, now I want to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Dana, what does being a CEO mean to you? Being a CEO means taking on the work of language and communication. If you are going to create or build anything that's going to last, You have to be able to talk about it and tell people about it. We don't want to miss it. You don't want us to miss it. So you're going to take on the language piece. You're going to take on the communication piece. It's a lot of emotional labor, but emotional labor is the game of being a CEO. Absolutely. And I appreciate that so much because I think when we take on the, I don't know if I want to call it a challenge, but when we have in our charge with understanding and being able to take on language and communication. I think it is one of those things or two of those things that actually go through everything that we do, whether we're being a leader, whether we are trying to tell people what we do, whether we're doing marketing, whether we're doing sales, so on and so forth. It's one of those common themes and veins that's through everything that we do. So it's important and kind of essential to be able to kind of master that. Yeah. Awesome. And it's not easy, but it's so key. It's so key. Yes. And I definitely appreciate you for mentioning that too, because I think that as we talked about in your story and how you got started, so many people think that you've been able to, you've been able to master this just because you woke up yesterday and you become a master. But those 10 years, the overnight (laughs) success that we sometimes hear is not the case because we've been working on it day in, day out. And then it starts to become better and better every time that we work at our craft. And typically your craft that you're great at is something that you love so much. You don't even notice that you've been working on it for 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. You just look back and you go, Oh, that's what I, I've been doing that forever. Not because you said take Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours. And I'm going to do it. It just happens because it's love. It's love. It's all love. So Dana, truly appreciate that. Appreciate all the awesome things that you're doing. What I want to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And then of course, how best they can get a hold of you, find out about all the awesome things you're working on. So something to know about me is that I love to write letters. It's one of my favorite genres, both to write and to read. And so I actually love e-newsletters. 
and I like writing mine. So if you want to get a letter from me, and I do structure it like a letter once a month, you can go sign up on my website, danamray.com. Sorry about the URL being weird. N stands for my middle name. If you're going to start a business team, go get your URLs right now. <laughs> my name belongs to a Nebraska real estate agent. So danamray.com is the place. <laughs> We will have the links and information in the show notes to make it even easier so that everybody can click through and sign up for your letters. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.